Welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Happy birthday to Gandhi. 150 years old today. Well, rest in peace, brother, but you are alive in spirit. Inspirational figure. One of the most influential figures of the 20th century world history. Our man, Gandhi. What did they say? A 110-pound man who brought down the British Empire without firing a bullet. Something like that. We know Gandhi. Well, how do you know Gandhi? When you think of Gandhi, what do you think of? I would make the argument that we know Gandhi probably as a monkish... A monk-like figure, an Indian monk, and he was a political leader, a political and spiritual leader. He would help lead a non-violent movement that would organize the Indians against the British. And the, and the culminating event was a salt march. It's like the British did not learn from other revolutions against them. When they taxed the Americans too much, the Americans declared a revolutionary war. But the British, under Gandhi, when they were taxed heavily under for salt, they had a massive, massive salt march. And this kind of was one of those culminating events that took the movement over the top. But they did not have the manpower or the firepower to fight the British. So they had to take an alternate strategy, and by the leadership of Gandhi, he helped convince his fellow countrymen that a nonviolent solution was possible, that nonviolence could take them to where they wanted to be. So he led this, this movement, and in August of 47, India became independent. However, Gandhi did not celebrate that night because what Britain did was not just create a new state called India, but they created two states, Pakistan and India. Pakistan for a Muslim majority Indians and India for a Hindu majority. And this created a lot of movement of people, a lot of religious rioting. And so on the day and the times of independence in India, Gandhi was terribly saddened by the result. And went about one of his characteristic things was to do long fasts to abstain from food for weeks at a time. And he was on a long fast. And then in just half a year after independence, he was he was killed by a Hindu nationalist who was disappointed by Gandhi for not being more extreme and not fighting for a, a unified Indian state. So, born October 2nd, 1869, he's from a part of India that is very close to Pakistan. If you look at India, it would be the kind of north, northwest portion, very close to Pakistan is where uh, Gandhi was born. Despite coming from a poor family, both Gandhi's brother and himself became lawyers. Gandhi studied in London from about age 20 to 23 and then he returned to India and was unable to set up his own law practice there but then he was called to work as a lawyer in South Africa and he would go and end up spending 21 years in South Africa and the complex racial and social and political situations in South Africa 
became the the grounds in which Gandhi would develop many of his social and political theories. So eventually Gandhi returned to India to lead the social movement for independence from the British Empire. And he was devoted to nonviolence. This was his core strategy for the social movement, nonviolent. And it became historic because this was the largest example of a nonviolent movement overthrowing an empire. So this was a tremendous achievement in human history and has has been emulated and used as a model for the civil rights movements around the world. And here here is his one quote that really backs up his nonviolent perspective. He said, I object to violence because when it appears to do good, the good is only temporary. The evil it does is permanent. So that's very interesting. But today I didn't want to talk about nonviolence. I didn't want to talk about mass movements, although this is important to pay respects to and appreciate. I wanted to talk about his devotion to the truth. And as I would phrase it, his devotion to integrity. Gandhi believed very strongly in our ability to change, to evolve, to grow. And he himself was a practitioner of this. One reason that Gandhi did well as a leader is that he was extremely true to his word. He did not... He was the opposite of a hypocrite. A hypocrite might say one thing and do another. For Gandhi, it was imperative, imperative that all things were aligned. What he did in his own life, his politics, his view of the world, what we do, how we treat ourselves relates to how we treat our family, relates to how we treat our community, relates to how we treat others, which relates to how we treat animals and nature. Everything is related to our core beliefs. So he talked a lot about the word truth. Truth. He would say that truth is God and God is truth. And for him, that truth was akin to integrity. Let me read a few quotes for you. As human beings, our greatness lies not so much in being able to remake the world as in being able to remake ourselves. In this way, he was a true localist. We've heard the somewhat cliched quote, but very apt quote, be the change you want to see in the world. You have to start with yourself. That's what Gandhi would say. Another quote of his, A man is but a product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. And here's a great quote by him that really extols his thoughts on integrity. Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Ooh, Gandhi, that's just hitting it nail on the head. That's integrity. That's wholeness. That's what he meant by truth. If we are contradicting ourselves in our actions, in our words, if we are contradicting our heart with our mind, we are going to be at odds with ourselves. And this is the most basic little battle, the most basic war. If we want a nonviolent, 
If we want less battles in our families, in our communities, we have to start with ourselves. This is one of the core messages of Gandhi, a true, true localist, but also a fervent believer that if we did heal, if we did change, if we did find peace in ourselves, this would radiate out. Another quote, freedom is not worth having if it does not include the freedom to make mistakes. I think it's worth noting that many people claimed Gandhi to be a saint, to be a, a, a divine, otherworldly figure, but he was human. If you read his biography, he is not without his failings, and he was an absolute real man. He even speaks to this here. Freedom is not worth having if it does not include the freedom to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, but you got to pursue a good life. Get back on that horse. That's me. That's not his quote. (laughs) A few more quotes for you. Quote, Glory lies in the attempt to reach one's goal and not in reaching it. Glory lies in the attempt to reach one's goal and not in reaching it. And he also says, Strength does not come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. So you could see Gandhi... He believed in setting up goals and pursuing long-term goals. And the glory was in our daily attempt at these goals, not whether he reached them or not. I'm going to leave you with only two more quotes. I, I apologize if it's too many, but they're just so many little good nuggets that I want to pass these around and celebrate them on, on Gandhi's 150th birthday. He says, I cannot conceive of a greater loss than the loss of one's self-respect. One's self-respect. And this comes back once again to that integrity, this wholeness. Respecting what we stand for and standing up for it. Respecting ourselves. Making the world a better place through ourselves. This last quote I'm going to come back to the next time I do an episode on children, He says, if you want real peace in the world, start with children. If you want real peace in the world, start with children. Perhaps us adults, we are. We're growing, we're changing, we're evolving. But the kids, they're growing and changing and evolving at hyper speeds. And if we can engage them with kindness, with support... If we can challenge them, not spoil them, if we can challenge them, if we can teach them the notions of integrity, this is maybe how we can do best to promote peace in the world. By promoting peace between parent and child, but also promoting peace between the child and themselves. The idea of self-compassion and self-empathy. See, there's this notion in Hinduism, and Hinduism has a lot of smaller, unique sects to them, but there is a general idea in Hinduism, this notion of self. And Hinduism writes self two different ways, well, at least when translated to English. And there is a lowercase s, self, and there is a larger s, self. So the lowercase self is, you know, uh, Doug, my, hey, I'm Doug. Uh, 
I'm a bartender and I like to read books and I like to go for bike rides and do podcasts and make jokes, you know. This is this is me. This is this is this guy living in upstate New York. But there is a broader self, that capital S self. And that is life. That is a way of seeing the creator or just creation. This spirit that flows through all things, that life that flows through all things, physically flowing through all things. I eat a bunch of vegetables and I eat some eggs that came from the earth, that came from the chicken. One day I'll return to the earth. You know, on some level, we are part of this much, much larger organism. This is the big self, the big S self. And so, this, the small s self sometimes can be quite tiring, can be quite lonely, can be quite exhausting. And this is why it's important to spend time to dwell, to enjoy being part of that large s self. I do a lot of fall swimming because the water is still warm and the crowds are down and the whole world is just wonderfully inspiring. Well, I know what the whole world, but... The Northeast is wonderfully inspiring this time of year, and it just feels nice to jump in the crisp water. And when I'm in that water and I'm swimming around, it just feels easier to recognize this big S self. I'm I'm being pushed around by all the movement of the water. I'm doing the backstroke. I'm looking up at the sky, at these nice cirrus clouds dotting the sky above me the sun is drifting down towards the west it's late afternoon early evening in early october it's quite a scene when we are around nature sometimes we can feel that and it's important that we get in touch with that it's important that we feel that we are part of we are we're part of the earth Hey, we're part of the earth contemporaneously here in 2019. So that's another thing to think about with Gandhi as well. This notion of small s and big s. Self, self and self, self and self. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Give thanks, Gandhi. Give thanks for all the teachings and the inspiration your leadership in honesty, and your reminder about truth and integrity. Can we align our thoughts, our actions, our words, and our spirit? Can we be the best we can be, the best little self in service to that big self? Happy birthday. Have a great day. Keep living and learning. Stay hydrated. Get some exercise. Bye-bye.